Welcome to the Church Doctors Podcast with Scott and Marla Sheely. The Church Doctors Podcast is brought to you by Outpouring International. Love God, love people. That's right. And one of the ways that we love God and love people is to talk about uh, how God uses us in the world to love people. How does that work? How do we put legs on that? And so today, um, I have a special guest, one of a friend of ours that we do life together with and do church together with. Sherry Tappens here on the Church Doctor Show. Welcome, Sherry. Thank you, Scott. It's nice to be here. Yeah. And so uh, we were just talking together before we started push the record button about, um, you know, people say you should just ask God this or read the Bible, and then that and that tells you what you should, how you should live your life. And but I, have, in my experience. People have a hard time realizing how God talks to them. And so what I asked Sherry to do was uh, to share how, how, how do you hear God, Sherry? How does he talk to you? Well, I think in a couple different ways. Um, you know, initially when I started hearing from God, uh, I think that he would highlight certain scriptures for me. Um, and I shared with you earlier about uh, when I was 18 I was having my devotional time in the morning, and um, I was adopted. And um, I had several friends who were also adopted and had um, been um, reunited with their birth parents. And they had given me the name of a lady that worked for the state of Montana and her phone number. And they said, you know, call this lady. She's very pro-reunion. And, um, uh, you know, she'll put you in touch with things. And so I had her phone number, and that morning I was um, doing my devotional, and there was a scripture in Isaiah, and God spoke to me through it. And and I don't remember the, the address of the scripture, but the, the gist of it was, in its time I will do this thing swiftly. And so here was a scripture in Isaiah that was meant for a different time, but God was using it to highlight it, to speak to me. And what he spoke to me was, I don't want you to look right now. I will tell you when it's time, and when it's time, I will do this thing swiftly. So um, I was obedient. I put that phone number in my wallet, and uh, I kept it there for five years. That's amazing. Yeah. When you said that, when you told me that you waited five years, I mean, that's you must have been sh- really confident that you heard God on that, right? I mean, there had to have been a t- couple times that you thought about like before, in between the five years, I'm like, I think I would have. I'm like, I have the number. You know, I just, I, I, there was such weight on that scripture. And I think that's one of the ways that scripture can speak to us um, is when you feel the sense of that, the weight on that word. And I was really confident. I was a fairly new believer. I right. was only. You're, you're going through this Bible study and you're reading Isaiah. And how, so what do you mean by the weight of, so, cause people are, are listening and they're going, when I read the word of God, I don't, feel a weight? Like, what does that mean to you? How, it, how does that work? So it was almost like that, that portion of scripture was just like highlighted, you yeah. know, like it was like, you know, Holy Ghost, super bolded, you know, and I'm like, and then I start having a dialogue with the Lord, you know, what does that mean? Like, why can't I, why, ki- why can't I get past this scripture right here, this one? Yeah, yeah. and yeah, exactly. And then he started um, just dialoguing with me, like I'm talking about, you know, you, you find in your birth parents, um, and so I kind of, I processed that out once I felt like there was that weight on it and that I really f- perceived that I was hearing from God. Um, then I kind of processed that out in prayer, like, yeah. you know, what does this mean? And so I just really 
had this strong impression that I was not supposed to look. So aside from the rest of the story, which I know what's going to happen a little bit, and it's really good. So when you're reading the Bible, you don't, you're not just reading like a, a novel from page one to page whatever, and then you check the box today. You want to read it, and then when something catches your attention, do what Sherry just said. Like, stop and go, why, why this one? What are you talking about, the Lord? And then so when you ask the Lord, why, why this one? And he starts coaching you. So that's the the knowing in your heart. Like it's not not very often going to be just this audible voice of the Lord. You know, Sherry, don't make the phone call. You know, she didn't get that. She was she was praying, and and probably you know, for me, it's like there's a peace of God that comes on your heart. Like, oh, he wants me to wait. Right on. Yep. Right. Exactly. Yep. Right. Okay. So keep going. This okay. Is awesome. So so I tucked that phone number away. And, and for five years, I had that phone number in my wallet. Um, and during that time, God, uh, you know, so again, I was, a, I was only two years old in the Lord, and he really started speaking to me about destiny, and especially out of Psalms 139, that, um, you know, how he knit us together in our mother's womb, and that there was, you know, all of our days appointed for us were written in a book before one of them came to be. So that that five years was such an intense time for me of God talking to me about destiny and that he had created me with a plan and a purpose. Well, this, it meant a lot because I was adopted. So, you know, when you're adopted, you know that um, there was some reason that you weren't going to stay in that family, whether that was you weren't wanted or um, they weren't able to take care of you. And I didn't know what that reason was at that time. But there was five years where God spent preparing my heart um, and just really embedding in me this sense of, destiny. Wow. So, um, wow. So, so when God asks us to wait, I mean, sometimes it feels like punishment. I mean, our human nature doesn't like to wait. Like (laughs) if we know we can have something right away, we're like first in line. Right. But when you know how much God loves you and, and like you just said, he's got a plan that's really good. And so when you when you just decide to trust that and go, oh, I don't understand why why I need to wait. But then after the five years, looking back, you could understand. Oh, this is this is why he asked me to wait. Yep, hindsight is twenty twenty. So um, when I was twenty three, I literally woke up one morning and it was on a Thursday morning, and I just heard not an audible voice in the room that anybody else would have heard, but I I heard it like in my spirit, but it was very clear, and it just said. I want you to make that phone call today. So I got up, I got ready, um, you know, and it was a, it was a state uh, social services office at the phone number, so I couldn't call until they opened. But I went to work, and then uh, during lunch, when I had my lunch break, I called that phone number. So um, I get a hold of the state adoption coordinator, and I tell her my story, and she asks for my um, birth date and all the particulars that I know, and she was able to access my file and um, she says, you know, I can only give you non-identifying information, you know, okay. because the file's sealed. So it's it's illegal for them to give you anything else. But in my case, the um, the non-identifying information was so specific that um, within 24 hours, I was standing in the front lawn with uh, dozens of relatives. <laughs> and uh, and keep in mind that what God said to me in Isaiah was, in its time, I will do this thing swiftly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so in in twenty four hours after God said go, 
then he did do it swiftly. So when God highlights something to you, Sherry, and then you said yes, it was like this, it was like a prophetic word. The The word of God became a prophecy of what God was going to do in your life. And when you said yes to that, you gave God access to set all this up because it was a it was a setup i know a lot of the rest of this story which we might not go into all of this today but because we're we're really talking about hearing the voice of god but it was a setup to to get you introduced back to your family in a way that ends up being healthy for everybody involved that's kind of how i saw it yep exactly and you know the biggest part of it was getting me into a frame of mind so that when it happened when i was able to access information um, that that God framed it in a way that just really became part of my redemption story, part of my destiny story. Yeah, um, it's beautiful. It, yeah. it yeah. really is awesome. And by the way, Sherry's writing a book about that right now, and uh, maybe sometime next year she'll release it, and we'll probably have her back uh, when she does that to talk about that, and uh, we'll we'll give you access to that through the podcast also. Yeah. Yep. Um, the book is going to be called Caroline's Pearl. My birth mother was named uh, Caroline, and um, you know I know we're talking about how we hear the voice of God, but I just, um, you know, if I could just touch on the thing that God God knows everything about you before you're ever created, yeah. you know, um, and He sets you up for success even when the enemy is trying to do everything he can to uh, create your ultimate yeah. um, destruction. So. Yeah, I mean, I'll share more if you want me to, or yeah, if you want to go, go on and go, talk about. No, I think that's what God things. wants okay. you to All do. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, part of my story is, <clears throat> you know, I'm I'm big into pro life, and um, I'm a hundred percent pro choice. And I want to preface that by saying I believe that a woman, she has the 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 choice of whether or not to have sex, and she has the choice of whether or not to use birth control. But once a life is created, um then I, I, I don't believe it's her choice anymore. And, um, you know, I, I hear the big arguments. Well, what about in the cases of rape and incest? And I can tell you that I'm speaking from a place of authority because part of the reason God had me wait was to protect me from information that I was not ready to hear. Yeah. Um, when I made that final phone call to the state of Montana, um, the lady on the other end was reading my file and she got to a point where she said, oh no, oh honey, I'm so sorry. Like, oh my God. And I said, what? And um, she said that you were conceived through rape, and uh, it was it was a lot to absorb. But God had spent five years just embedding within my spirit that um, that He had a destiny for me, that He created for me, and He began to speak to me about you know, out of you know, a woman has you know maybe three hundred eggs in her ovaries before she's born. And, you know, a man has millions of sperm, and that although there is an act that came together, that resulted in my conception, God had already showed me that he chose which egg, he chose which sperm would come in contact, and then he breathed, he breathed life and soul into me. You know, he breathed a destiny and a plan. He already knew nothing that happened in that act caught him by surprise. He always knew what would happen, and he subverted the enemy by placing um, a destiny in me. And uh, one of the things also I found out in that phone call was that <clears throat> my mother had been... Um, brutally murdered in a murder suicide, uh, by her boyfriend. And, uh, you know, as I got to know, um, my, the circumstances surrounding my conception, 
um, I, I can say it this way, that if a committee had been convened to determine whether or not I deserve to live, that it would have been a unanimous decision to say, you know what, we just better abort this person. There's just not anything good going to come from it. Yeah, and she's talking about the the circumstances of the family that was around her and and the economic situation and the dysfunctional things that were going on. Uh, and And so that's why she's saying, you know, in the natural, anybody who would have been in that same situation would have had all reason to say, you know, this is probably a good thing that this girl doesn't have this baby. Yeah, yep, there was, there were, um, you know, this has been, gosh, over, it's been 23 years since I met my biological family when I was 23, so I'm 56 now. Um, But the information that I have found out, you know, God's always there when you find stuff out, and he's always, um, uh, he's preemptive, you know? Yeah. He gives you what you need to deal with things. But on my mom's side, there was just a very long history of, um, you know, poverty, abuse, uh, drug and alcohol addiction. Um, You know, my grandfather, when my mother was five months pregnant with me on Christmas Day, kicked her down a flight of stairs in what I believe was an attempt to just, you know, end the pregnancy. Stop the pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, and then my mom was 16 when she had me. And um, really, if you look she would have just been considered, you know, she was just a poor white trash family. And then on my dad's side, um, generations of uh, mental illness, you know, abuse of every kind imaginable. My own father had been uh, one of eight children that were taken away from his parents when he was uh, 12 years old. So there was a lot going on there. Um, Before he met my mom, he had suffered a complete mental breakdown. And uh, so those were those were the circumstances yeah. surrounding yeah. my conception. And um, I imagine it, it, you know, if I was that person convened on that committee to decide whether or not uh, the product of that conception, that anything good could come from it, that again, I think it would have been a, a unanimous. Yeah. Nothing good can come from so, this. So stopping right there just for a minute, like just knowing that, okay, <laughs> you don't know. Like you're asking God for something that you think you want. Like Sherry's like, God, I want to know my birth mom. You know, uh, she's she's become a, a woman. She's a, an adult. She's 18. She can access this stuff now herself. And and she's going for it. But then God says, uh, yes, but wait. Like uh, the, the faith and... In, in the voice of hearing the voice of God and then the faith in the word of God and then keeping that is is uh it's unusual in this day and age I guess let's say that for it's a compliment toward you uh, and and uh, how many people in that circumstance I mean you're listening to this today going man I don't know I mean what what prepares somebody to hear that kind of news over the phone all at once? What your history was, where you came from, and uh, I think it all still comes back to if if God's talking to your heart and giving you peace on a word of God, and then you hold on to that word of God. He's what he's saying is is if if you hear his voice, then you're his. If you hear his voice, he loves you. If if you hear his voice, he's got a he does have a. I mean, all of a sudden you find out that the word of God, all of it's true for you, and it's amazing that coming from 
the the background that Sherry had growing up to be able to 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 receive uh, from the voice of the Father. Just saying that, like to most people, shuts them down. Like, oh, you know, I didn't have a good dad. I didn't have a good start. I don't, you know, Sherry didn't have a good mom and dad to raise her up in a church right away from when she was born. And here, you know, hey, this is how you hear God. And a lot of people will go uh, turn off their their heart as soon as they find out that God's a father, because they connect this, uh, you know, negative feeling about fathers and mothers they connect that to the way they grew up but you didn't do that well um you know i think that in all honesty you know like i i did not have much of a relationship with my adoptive father um and i, I want to preface that by saying like now i have a great relationship with him yeah. you know god wow, has, good. god has softened him and molded him over the years but um you know as a little kid uh he was very resentful um you know, there were times when he would drink and he would say, you know, you kids are a pain in the A-double-S. <laughs> and uh, if I had it to do over again, I never would have gotten you. Wow. So I had real issues, um, you know, of rejection and abandonment. You know, abandonment from being adopted. And I think that's really common to a that's lot of people that built are adopted. In. Yeah, yep. you don't choose that. You just yep. get to have that. Yeah. And then, um, you know, rejection from uh, an earthly standpoint. And so that's been one of the big challenges in my walk as a believer is understanding that, God is not who I have seen him through the filter of my upbringing. You know, it's just, it's a daily, it's a daily challenge, but I've got some real freedom in that. You know, God gave me a vision once I had, I had really dealt with issues of abandonment, especially in the area of relationships with, with other men. And after, um, you know, my first marriage experiencing abandonment there, um, it, it really became this little hot button issue for me that was creating a lot of havoc in my life. And, you know, we we're speaking of spiritual intelligence and God speaking to you. Well, sometimes, um, he doesn't just speak, you know, he'll give you a vision. And, um, I had a vision where I was completely healed of abandonment and rejection inside of about five minutes. And what, what years? No, wait, of, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah, I didn't tell be, you about that. <laughs> because of the vision, you, you were healed that fast? Completely healed. And this is after wow. year, years of therapy, after a divorce um, and abandonment. Uh, what none of that could accomplish, God did in a matter of minutes Five with the vision. Yeah. Oh, I love yep. that. Yeah. He, he took, do you want me to tell you about it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Here we go. So um, I had gone to, a, 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 she was more than just a Christian counselor. She had been trained in um, uh, the prophetic and, uh, and, and revelatory gifts, let's just say that. Which and, means hearing the voice of God in, yeah. in, in many different ways. So she was gifted counselor. She was also um, very prophetic. And I had gone to see her, and I just said, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a pattern in my life where I'm responding to things, I'm overreacting to things that shouldn't be such a big deal. And, and I have deduced <laughs> by my reasoning that it, it's over-abandonment, you know, I had gotten to the point where somebody could walk out of the room and not say goodbye to me, and it would it would unhinge me because it was just such a wounded area in my yeah. soul. And I think sometimes God does that; He lets us come to a point where, um, you know, He allows us to see the areas that we're we're overreacting to, um, the area where the enemy is using to poke us in our soul and and cause distress. And so God had really highlighted this to me. I had gone to her and. 
we we spent just very little time counseling and we had prayed and she said, you know, I really believe that um, you just need to go go take a nap and God is going to give you a dream or a vision. Wow. Like she knew that prophetically. Yep. And I just said, okay, I'm going to be obedient. So I went to do that. And um, I got to tell you, I don't know if I was sleeping or awake, but in in this vision, dream, whatever it was, um, I saw God took me back to to my birth, um, kind of kind of in the spirit, metaphorically. But what I saw was this big steel, like you know those fifty five gallon garbage cans, and um, and there was a little baby in the bottom of it that had been this this testimony. God is so um, yeah so incredibly gracious. It just makes me cry to think of what he did for me. But I saw this baby that was cold and almost lifeless in the bottom of this garbage can, and I knew that it was me. And the next thing I saw was this hand reach down into the garbage can, and I knew that it was the hand of God. And he picked me up in his palm of his hand, and the minute his hand touched me, I started um, seeing life come back into this baby. There was uh, warmth that came back in and the skin started turning pink and he lifted me out of the garbage can. And the next thing I knew I was in this, it was like a bassinet, but it was still the palm of God's hand. And, you know, you see in different scenes and books and movies where, um, a baby will be in a bassinet with all this beautiful satin and silk sheets and kind of the gossamer netting or the veil that surrounds this. And you get this picture of, boy, this baby must really be treasured. And that's what I saw next was um, all of these silky, satiny, this bedding and these this, this veil that surrounded me. But every part of that was made of spun gold. You oh, know, wow. I just had this sense that I was so treasured <laughs> and I was so wanted. And the next thing I saw was this this man coming from the side and he, and he peeked through those, those gold gossamer curtains, and it was Jesus. And I just had such a sense that it was my big brother. And um, he had a sword in one hand, and I could see that, that beyond him were the hordes of hell that were trying to get at me. And it was so effortless because with one hand he was waving that sword and he was holding back the hordes of hell. And with his other hand he bent down. You know how you do with a little baby that just – just has just learned how to grasp and you put your pinky down and they grasped your pinky. Yeah. And Jesus did that. He bent down and, he, <laughs> and and I grasped his pinky and he looked at me with such love. And he said to the father, he said, Oh, isn't she amazing? We're never going to let them at her. Uh. And like I said, it's taken me maybe three or four minutes to tell you that story, just how I experienced it. I had such a sense of God's love for me, that it changed how I experienced life. Like, I never, like, yeah, I've had bad days with people where I'm like, oh, that person's being a jerk, or, you know, I'm, or they're they're being, you know, behaving in a way that that is rejecting me, but has never had the sting that it had for the first 45 years of my life. Wow. that That is absolutely awesome. It's a perfect picture of how God loves you. And you're listening to Sherry right now going, that's me. I, I don't. I haven't felt love like that. I didn't know. That's how Jesus looked at me. And, and you're going. Oh, I. I wish. I wish I would see something like that for my life. Well, there's a there's a thing in the Bible called the testimony. 
And the word testimony means to do it again. And when you heard Sherry say that even though out of a place of extreme rejection and horrible, horrible start to a life, that she she was loved and and in a such a special way, such a dear way, that you know God wasn't put off that she started out in the bottom of a garbage can and didn't have a perfect start like everybody thinks that how life should start. He wasn't distracted by that. He was like, hey. Here's my little pearl. Here's my pearl of great price. You know, that's the part of her part of her book title, and and uh, so my point is is that you can receive that testimony right now. You don't have to have your own private vision, although you can ask for one, and and you'll probably get one. But but we Sherry and I just released that over you right now uh, to to receive that love. And I think if you would, Sherry, just pray for him for a second. So yeah. that I was going to ask you, yeah, 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 you yeah, didn't yeah, ask yeah. me, I was going to ask you, yeah, I believe that there are people in this listening audience, um, that have experienced, um, abandonment and rejection and Satan is using it as the wound that is wreaking havoc and destroying your life. And I believe that God wants to just release complete and utter healing over you. So I'm going to pray father God in the name of Jesus, we release your love your acceptance over every person in this listening audience right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, heal them from the very depths of their soul, every area that the enemy has tried to to come in and plunder and destroy. We speak your healing life over right now in the name of Jesus. And Scott, if I, if I might, I just, I think there's a word of knowledge. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I think there's somebody in the audience that, um, you know, we're not recording live. This is going to be uploaded, but God is beyond space and time. He knew that you were going to hear this. And I think that your name is Pamela. I see you um, having blonde shoulder length hair and um, glasses. And you're going, Lord, is that me? And he's saying, I am speaking to you. I love you more than you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Pamela and all the rest of the the even women doesn't matter men everybody uh, has different story but it could all start from the same root of rejection if that's you and you're listening to this just let the lord touch you through the through sherry's prayer but also uh there's contact information uh in the bio on the podcast or on our website at outpouringinternational.com and uh if you would like to call sherry and ask her questions and find out how it is that a a person can have that kind of a start, that kind of horrible news come to you, and then end up being such a, a godly woman, a caring woman that gives her life away to other people and helps heal others of, of extreme rejection like this. If, if you want to know how in the world, and you'd like to know more directly straight from Sherry, I'm sure she'd love to to talk to you and to do whatever she can to help you. And so you can contact Sherry through through our, our website, and then we'll put you in contact with her. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. What a what an awesome day. Uh, there's, there's freedom in the Word of God. There's freedom in the love of Jesus. It's not just words on a page. This is not a, a, a flannel graph Jesus where we just go to church and we learn about how He loved us and we sing all the songs, but He... He reaches right down in our lives and 
pours that golden love right down inside of us. And he he takes us and heals heals those things. You know, he didn't take up away your memory, Sherry, of all that stuff, that the rejection, the hard parts of your life. Uh, he didn't take away the memory of it. He he leaves that there so that you can use it to heal others. And so I just love the beauty of the the ability of God to take what you mentioned this before already, but the ability of God to take what the devil meant for evil and to turn it together for good. It's, it's just amazing. And and uh, you hear another story like you, you yeah. just told part only just a fraction I know of of your testimony, but. But wow, I mean, God yeah. did that. God did yeah. all those things. You know, and that's the God that we serve. And he doesn't reserve those kind of experiences for, you know, just a few people. Those are the kind of experiences. Those are the, that's the kind of love. Those are the kind of, you know, every one of us has a testimony. Yeah, I mean, all of yeah. us started really, if you think about yeah. it, all of us were born into a cesspool of sin. Yep. Either, even if we had, you Best know, parents. for me, I had a mom and a dad and they were normal, like, you know, Raised us all up in the same house together, right? And so, but I, I came. I was born into a cesspool of sin without Jesus. We all had a bad start yep. because of original sin, and so uh, we all need that same love. Yep. You know, too. I just, um, you know, everybody has a destiny. Every single person out there has a calling that is unique to who you are and who God created you to be. And the enemy always comes in and tries to destroy, to steal, kill, and destroy. Um, but when we yield ourselves to the Lord, when we start engaging with Him and we start dialoguing with Him and we let Him in to to do those that deep soul work, that healing, in every place that the enemy has intended for destruction, God will take those very same things. He'll take your circumstances, like He took my circumstances of being the product of rape, you know, coming from where I did. And he turns it around and back on him, you know, now I speak on uh, destiny and pro-life and, and, uh, and all those things. And I just, there's people out there that, that you need to know that whatever circumstances that you've been through, even if you've backslidden or you've, you've failed or, or um, all those little catch places in the soul that the enemy tries to use to take you down, there's, there's a redemption, you know? Yeah. And it seems to me that the, the plan of the, the devil is to to hit you the hardest in the place that where God wants to use you in in your maturity. So 100%. the place. So I was sitting here listening to the Lord while you were talking just now, and I'm like, this is like Sherry Tappan, my friend. You uh, are are like Moses. Moses was scheduled to be killed and murdered according to the the law of the land. He was not to be born. He was supposed to be murdered just as soon as he was born, but God's hand reached down and said, no, I'm going to put him in a, a basket and float him down the river right into the king's house. And so the king's daughter rescued Moses, and he got to grow up. And then God took what the devil meant for evil and used Moses to be a deliverer of people. And not only did he use him to be a deliverer of people, he put him in the home the very home of the Pharaoh that he was going to have to come back and confront and, and confront. He, Ooh, he so you grew up him. in that. Oh, that's even another parallel. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, so this is you, you're listening and, and you're, you're like, well, you know, everybody's understanding in society is, is that when, 
when a, a baby's the result of rape or incest, then that somehow that makes the baby bad. And it's like, no, no. Put the baby in a golden cradle of love and send it down into the hands of somebody that's going to raise him up. And then when that baby uh, starts hearing the voice of God, he's going to use it and make something wonderful, bring his love into the world. It's really a, stemped, uh, a story of redemption. We talked about that too. That just, oh, well, I can redeem that. I can take that and turn it into something good. God's, God's got a, a masterful way of taking the mess of the world and turn it into something beautiful. Absolutely. So we encourage you to to lean into the voice of God. Read your Bible, understanding that Holy Spirit's right there pointing things out to you. You know, people people all the time tell us, we don't know the will of God for our life, or how, how do you hear the word? How do you hear God's voice? Well, each of us hears God differently. Sherry hears God different than I do. And 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 it's on purpose that way because we all need each other. I need Sherry. I need to hear God the way from Sherry, the way she hears God. And sometimes I speak to Sherry about about what God thinks about her, but I tell her through the way I hear it. And and when you take the whole family of God and put us all together, I think we're we're better together. We're we're more healthy that way. And sure. so that's the exact reason why uh, my wife and I made Sherry come in and do this <laughs> podcast today is because she's a treasure to the body of Christ and her story is going to bring healing and already has to you today. So do the same thing. Find out for you what it is that God has has for you by waiting on him. What I mean by that is you sit with him, get uh, ask him to come visit you with his presence, read it, read the word of God. Um, and then ask him to speak to you. What what do you what are you saying to me? And then, however it is that he talks to you through your memory, through a song, through a movie, through a vision like Sherry had, through uh, uh, just hearing a counselor who you know, oh, that was God. Uh, so I'm going to go take a nap. I mean, you just this is all the ways we hear God. You heard you heard Sherry's voice coming through this podcast, and you're like. I know that's God. It's touching my heart. Well, now you're hearing the voice of God. So it comes in so many ways. We just encourage you to tap into that, obey what you hear, and uh, stay in contact with the body of Christ that loves you. Um, like I said, contact Sherry through us if you if you want. And uh, we just we're just excited to hear what God's going to do through what you just heard on the Church Doctors. Thanks for having me, Scott. It's been a pleasure to uh, be here with all of you, and uh, goodbye until next time. Thanks for joining us on the Church Doctors Podcast. For more information or to contact us, please visit our website at outpouringintl.com.